We got the Faithfuls in the house. We got uh, Kim Bone. I love her. Oh, my gosh. She is so awesome. If y'all want to hear an excellent testimony about hearing from God, that is the woman who heard from the Lord and gave me those rings and had everything done that we wanted to them so Tori could have her ring of her dreams. That lady right there. And she is beautiful. If you see that ring, man, the rings have the glory of God on it. They do. You won't see that ring anywhere else. Custom. You probably can get it made, but praise the Lord. Let me go ahead and pray. Let's get started because I want to go through something towards the end. The Lord gave me this instruction two weeks back. And we were, Todd, if you want to throw this up before I pray, or Carl, throw up that chart with uh, death, burial, rest, resurrection. So in this house, we've been going through death since January. The word came out that this is the season of death because the last quarter of this season, the fourth quarter, October, November, December, is going to be our glory season. So everything that's not a God has to die by Thursday. But before we got that word, we were all going through this death in this house, you know, and I was going through this death in my mind. It was death of things of the past, things I should already let go. So God gave me this instruction uh, through this uh, teaching, and I want us to go through it tonight, because after I did that, it was like it was a major punch in Satan's face, because once you forgive with your mouth, there are actions and there are thoughts that have to be uh, uh, followed up after that. So I did some things in that instruction, and the Lord has supernaturally cleared my soul, and it's, it's amazing. It's the most free feeling that I probably had in a long time. But you first forgive through your mouth, and then there's a thought, and then there's an action that goes after that forgiveness. Okay? So you want to throw that up real quick? You can't get, it's all good. I'm going to go ahead and pray. Are we running? Are we ready to go? On the uh, recorder? All right. Dear Lord, we love you. We thank you. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name right now. We ask that you fill each and every individual in here. I ask that my angels go forth, guard these gates, protect each and every individual, every each and individual in here, so that they may hear your truth and your love. Let tonight be about you and letting go of everything that's not of you, so that we may reap our glory season, the end of this quarter. We love you so much, God, for no one is like you, for you sent your only son to die for us. And in that death, we can have a relationship with the one true God, the one who created us in heaven, and the one who knows the very strands of hair on our heads and who has called us by name. So we love you, we honor you, we acknowledge you in this place. Direct our steps, direct my mouth, let your glory be on my tongue. And let each and every person get what they need to get here tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so like I was talking about, there was death. In this house. So if you stepped into this house, you're a part of this body. So now you have this in operation. And what I mean is it went forth that this season right now, which is we have four quarters in a year. January, February, March is the first quarter. April, May and June is the second. July, August, September is the third. And October, November and December is the fourth. So the word came forth that this is the season of death. 
the very first quarter because God is about to do something supernaturally for everyone connected to this body and the body of Christ if they follow the instructions at the end of the year, October, November, December. Okay? So, we have today and tomorrow. It's the last day of death. We cannot hold on to the things that are not a God. We cannot hold on to the things of the past, and we cannot hold on to the things that God has asked us to let go. Friday. Thursday is your last day. God has given us enough time in these three months to get it right. Because when we go into the second quarter's burial, that means we're putting those things down. We're not even putting our minds on them. You got to be able to capture thoughts quick enough in your burial season that you cannot resurrect anything from the old. Okay? All right, so where Lee left off last Friday, I mean last Wednesday, was the five things to get into your heart. Okay? Did everybody, anybody took notes and remember what that was? Yeah. Okay. So we have the first one, which is evaluate yourself. I don't know if we, we have that written out. In it, okay. The second is you must change your heart. Third is repentance. Fourth is be in the will of God. And fifth, do not remember your past. Okay, so I'm going to go over these notes real quick. Um, and then I may elaborate on some of these things. It says before transition will happen, there has to be some maintenance of the soul. So the first thing is you have to evaluate yourself. Okay, so what we talked about last week is, are you in faith? If you're not in faith, you are in fear. If you're in fear, you're in the flesh. Okay? Are you in love? Not with a person, with God, your first love. Or is love working through faith? So when you're loving, are you loving through faith? If you're in faith, are you in faith through love? And are you obeying the truth that you have your faith in? That's the word. Has God given you a word to advance you this year? This year is a year of movement. God has given everybody something to hold on to. Okay. So is your faith in that word, in that truth? And are you walking in love? That is one of the most genuine questions. And you know, this is why you have to evaluate yourself. When you are facing a challenge, are you walking and operating in love? When things don't seem to be going your way, are you still walking and operating in love? Okay. To me, uh, 2 Corinthians 13, 5. 2 Corinthians 13, 5, please. Let's get these last two days out of the way. We have a cross here. Just nail it to the cross. I'm nailing some stuff to the cross. Lord, put some more desires in my heart because we got to bury that. That's the seed. In order for a seed to grow, it has to be buried. All right. Uh, yeah, give me the amplifier. Ask the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Man, I'm energized because I'm telling you, I took these steps and it, the Lord supernaturally did something for me. It was like he changed my mind just in my obedience. It says examine and test and evaluate your own selves to see whether you are holding to your faith and showing the proper fruits of it. Test and prove yourselves, not Christ. Don't prove Christ. Wow. Do you not yourselves realize and know thoroughly by an ever increasing experience that Jesus Christ is in you? 
unless you are counterfeits, disapproved, on trial, and rejected. So examine yourself, test yourself, evaluate yourself. I think it's interesting. All of us have a place of work. All of us have people in our lives. You will be tested on this love. You'll be tested on your faith. Okay, because the enemy will use anybody who is not connected to God to try to disrupt God's flow in your life, whether that's love or faith. And then this, like I said, you have to bury it. It has to die. You can't allow people to come in and resurrect the things that you already buried. Okay, so we have to know after after, on Friday, Thursday night, that everything that we've ever held on to that's not a God, that we've ever spoken a lie, anything that's not a God is dead. And that we're bearing it. We're never going back to it. Ever. You'll never have to see it again if you choose. All right. It says you must change your heart. All right. Repent. Is changing your mind. Or renewing or thinking differently. And the thinker differently is thinking what God thinks. Renewing your mind to his truth. That's what it means. When it says Repent. Repent is not a slap on the hand. Repent is saying that there are some things in our lives that we need to change. And we have to change them through the renewing of the mind through the word of God. Okay? And if you change your mind, you can change your life. Okay? It starts in the soul. Because what do we think we will say? And whatever we say will manifest. Okay? It says, which in turn leads to a change of purpose and action. When you set your mind on Christ... When you renew your mind, when you get that word in there and you're no longer living to the ways of the world or living to your old ways of thinking, the old man, your purpose and who you are changes and focuses on Christ. Got to put a new purpose in you. And also there'll be a change of action. You will move differently. You will feel differently when that mindset is changed. And God will give you a confidence. I'm learning about a confidence in Christ. I've had a confidence in myself and it has failed me many times. And there is a confidence in God that lifts you humbly before people. Okay. All right. Give me Matthew 3, 2, please. The word says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Meaning it's drawing near. Okay. And saying, repent, think differently, change your mind, regretting your sins and changing your conduct for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is God's dwelling place. Everything is perfect in heaven. If you don't change your mind, we are losing access to wholeness in our life. And this at hand means, means it's a reach away, probably even a closer than a reach away. So the moment a circumstance, a trial, a test comes, set your mind on him. Think about what God would do or what he would say and repent, meaning change your way of what you would normally do in that situation. And then God, the kingdom of heaven, can manifest in your life in that area, in that moment. So the kingdom of God is drawing near. And this season, we're walking into, we're going to be able to walk into God manifesting himself in every situation that we need him to. With just a thought, which is changing your mind, focusing and thinking on him, knowing his word. That's why I always say you got to spend time in the word. It's so much easier to capture thoughts when you know what the truth is. Okay, so a lot of us go through these, these, these spins, these spurs, and these demonic onslaughts of these thoughts, these things. And they say, well, I don't know who I'm hearing from or I'm hearing these too many voices. And then the word says, you know, uh, capture a thought and bring it to the obedience of Christ. 
But if we're not reading, what do we know the obedience of Christ is? So we have two voices operating. The more time you spend in his word, the more you know who he is. The more you know who he is, the more you can know his voice. So when something contrary to what he says starts speaking, you can capture that side and say, that's not God. And you can cast it down. You don't have to spend any time on that. Any time. And then you can go back into resting or focusing on Jesus or focusing on God the Father or the Holy Spirit. And see what God is doing. He's moving the body of Christ from just a relationship with the Holy Spirit. He's bringing them into a relationship with Jesus and into intimacy with God the Father. See, if you've been in Christ for some years, you already know what the Holy Spirit does. You already know the gifts. You already know the operation. And maybe you don't know if you've been in Christ for some time. But in this house, you're going to grow up in who Christ is, the Son, and you're going to learn about Daddy. Okay? All right. And then number three is repentance. Matthew 3. Oh, I just did that one, huh? No, Matthew 3, 8, please. It means, repent means to change your mind. Repentance is threefold. We got 3-8. Okay? So re to repent is a change of thought. All right? It says, bring forth fruit that is consistent with repentance. Let your lives prove your change of heart. Okay? Repentance is a thought changed into action. All right? So I'm no longer dwelling on that thought. I'm thinking what God thinks, and now I'm going to act on what God thinks, and I'm never going to change back or go back to that old thought. It's continual. OK, so no, I'm not going to get angry at a person. I'm going to love them. And as I keep going, they're going to probably keep screaming at me. You keep your mindset on God and then you keep loving. All right. So repentance is threefold. It's reunification and reversal. It's completely changing the way you used to think. And then you got submission and teachability. When you're in repentance. You are submissive to authority, to whoever is ahead of you spiritually. And my family right there. Okay? So you're submissive. God has already placed somebody of authority over you. Okay? When you're not in repentance, you're very resistant to authority because you believe in your own mind that you know what's right. And then you're teachable. Which one is the, the most amazing thing I see in this ministry is that no matter where anybody is, they're willing to be teachable. Just because I'm up here speaking, I may be one of the newest. I always see the, the leaders taking notes. And I think that's so awesome. And I see whenever Carrie speaks, when Lee teaches, when Gene speaks, everybody is up here being teachable. Because God can speak to anybody. And also teachable meaning that you will submit to your authority and allow yourself to be taught. And allow your mindset to be changed from what you learned in your past. Mamie, uh, so I love Mamie. This is like my straight sister. You know she has a doctor's degree, right, in theology, correct? And as soon as she got her diploma, she said she heard the Holy Spirit <laughs> say, now unlearn everything you just learned. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Because she was moving into revelation. She already had knowledge. Now God could use that knowledge for whatever his purpose is, but she was coming to a higher level. And when you read in the Bible, uh, the apostles, the 12 apostles of Christ, they weren't dumb dudes. They were smart, but they weren't educated in the law. So God took those guys and taught him it was revelation and not necessarily the law. And that was so much more powerful than what the law was ministering at that time. And that's why when those guys went out, they say, who are these dudes that speak with such authority? 
They didn't, they didn't learn what I learned. They weren't in like the school I was in. And I think that's so amazing because the Pharisees, they spent time in the law. They researched it. And they talk about scribes. They really dug deep. And you have Pharisees and scribes this day. They're religious people in the church that know the word back and forth but don't see any power in their life. And they'll condemn people quick as day about what's right and wrong. They're bound to the law. And Christ came that the law may be fulfilled and that we can operate in grace. Because we can't already fulfill the law. It's impossible. Okay. And the third part of repentance is continual shapeability. Meaning you are flexible. You're able to be molded. You're not held to who you used to think you were. You're able to be molded. And God will transform you to who you are always meant to be. And that's the most amazing thing because we have an identity crisis from birth. And then you have your parents speaking into your life, your friends, your teachers, bosses. And they're saying, well, I think you should go in this direction. Well, I think you should go in this direction. And then you go in this direction and somebody gets mad over here. Like, well, maybe I shouldn't go in this direction. And you're getting formed. You're just disformed because you never figured out who you was. Our true identity has always been in Christ. We were created in heaven. And in heaven, God made us and he spoke to us, his plan for us on earth. And we came into agreement with that. And then God sent us to earth through man and woman. So in order to get access to that scroll, which is your scroll of destiny, you must connect to your creator. Only way to connect to the creator is to receive Christ in your heart and then get connected to Jesus. Because it says the only way to the father is through Jesus. And when you get connected to the father, it's like everything is unveiled. You get to a place where you can sit at God's throne and he'll just start speaking truths to you. And you know, this has to be it in my life. This is what God wants for me. And then nobody can tell you different. Nobody. I don't care who it is. Because you know deep down, it connects with you. All right, I guess I'm doing good for time. Number four. <laughs> Everybody good? Praise the Lord. Uh, I clean a gym. Early in the morning, and this morning, God's kind of been brewing this thing in me about this order. This thing I did, you know, sometimes we think we forgave and we really never forgave. You know that? It's deception. But you've acted in faith and forgiving, but you have not allowed the thoughts of unforgiveness to vacate your soul, or you haven't even pushed them out. But I was up early this morning, and normally I'm so ready to go back to sleep. I, 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 I like getting my sleep. Don't get me wrong, but the Lord was just ministering to me this morning. And there's so many things in the word of God. And you can spend five minutes with God and God can open up everything in your life. Five minutes. I got a word from the Lord. Two nights ago, you know, we, we got this thing where we, we spend time. It says meditate on the word day and night. So before I go to bed, I always bust open this Bible. And I try to read for at least 15 minutes. Well, that night, I barely got like two minutes in because I was just that tired. But something in this word, like I wrote a note. And as I was flipping through my Bible, the note caught me. So I might have read for maybe three to four minutes, just enough to read the scriptures. And then the next morning when I came to worship in here, God unloaded this revelation on this word. And it was so amazing. I'll probably share it. But you can spend five minutes with God when you're connected through the Holy Spirit and you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. God, the father can speak to you at any moment, anytime, and he'll especially do it when you're in his word. 
I have experienced that. And you can experience it too. Don't you want to hear from the God who created the universe? You want to know everything about your life for sure, right? Or at least the next step to take. All right. Uh, Carl, can you give me 1 Peter 419? Note number four is be in the will of God. How many believe they are in the will of God? How many know what the will of God is? You know, this is a self-evaluation. Okay. Because what we're going to do, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask Jesus. I'm going to ask God the Father when we go into this exercise to shine a light in your soul. All those things that are not a God are going to be exposed. And take this time, this opportunity to submit it to God. Because God can do it supernatural. You don't even got to work at it. Especially the last two days, God gives supernatural grace if you want it. All right. It says, therefore, those who are ill-treated and suffer in accordance with God's will must do right and commit their souls in charge as a deposit to the one who created them and will never fail. You must do right. And you must commit your soul. Okay. Excuse me. The Bible is just filled with truths. It didn't know to even, to even remotely know what's right. You have to know what the word says. And you must commit to knowing that word in your soul. And I always encourage people who just start coming into Christ, read the New Testament. People want to start from Genesis and work their way up. Start in grace, not in the law. That's what Christ came for. Because if you start in the Old Testament, you can do it. But it's probably going to wear you thin. You're going to get the numbers. Anybody read numbers before? <laughs> You're going to get the numbers. <laughs> the numbers are going to tear you apart. Nah, numbers is a good book, but read about Christ, man. Read about the dude that that came from heaven to redeem us from paying for our sins. And think about all the things that we've ever done. What if we really had to pay for that? According to the law that was established to expose sin. That'd be tough, man. I'd be a jacked up dude. Talking about getting stoned? Well, I'd be a cat out of had nine lives. <laughs> All right, give me uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, 15 through 18. We need to honor God in reaching souls. That's what we're doing tonight. We're reaching souls, this portion right here. The Spirit is already God. This is what the Word says. No one can come to Jesus unless the Father draws him. That's the Spirit. Isn't that wild? That's, <laughs> did you? Nobody can come to Jesus. That's wild. And then after God draws you to Jesus, no one can even get back to him, God the Father, unless they go through Jesus. So we're here to draw souls. We're here to capture souls for Christ, which is a person's personality. It's their intellect, what they reason. It's the choices that they're making to make them choose God or to, I won't even say convince, manipulate them to choose God. It's their emotions to take their emotions off the fears and anxieties of the world and the people and put their emotions on Christ. Love on God or choose to display your emotions to God. And then your affections. The cares and the weight of the world. You don't put your affections, your loving that anymore. You put it on the living God. And that God fills your desires. That God fills your love. I tell you this. I wrote this note down a long time ago. I don't even know if this is pertaining to it, but 
Me and Tori have been together like five years. And the girl I got engaged to is not the girl I got married to. <laughs> and the girl I got married to ain't the girl that's sitting here today. Wow. Isn't that crazy? God transformed her love. God transformed my love. And I thought I was loving this girl, but my love was messed up. Boy, I tell you, we get love all mixed up. But you got to get a hold of Christ. You got to get a hold of, of, of God the Father. And the word says, he who does not know God does not know love, for God is love. Read uh, 1 Corinthians 13 and read in 1 John, if you want to get a good picture. 1 John, not the John in the Gospels. If you want to get a good picture on love. Because love lays itself down for the other person. So if I'm really operating love, Tori may want tacos and I may want chicken. And I say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Because I know I want me some chicken tonight. That was quick. Oh, man, this is heavy women on this side. Where my dudes at, man? Jeez. But I, 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 I need to be with <laughs> I need to be willing to lay down what my true desires are so she can live and so she can enjoy life. I need to lay my life down, which is really the chicken. Lee is going to break me off of this chicken thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to be soft tacos, hard tacos, man, they crunch up. But um, it's got to be soft tacos. But true love. Honors the other person before itself. That is true. Me and Tori have been trying to do some talk time at night. We're going to get this right. True love is a soft talker. That's a teaching. It's not chicken. Um, we've been trying to spend some talk time at night. Man, we're busy throughout the day and we get home and I want things in my time. If we're going to do talk time, we need to do talk time right after dinner. I don't want to like mess around because by nine o'clock I need to be in the bed to get up by three. And, you know, Tori, she's a free bird, so she may be in the living room for an hour. She may come in the, the bedroom, do her hair for an hour. It's 10 o'clock. I'm like, Lord, I know we got to do talk time, but I'm tired. <laughs> I have to be able to lay down my life and give Tori what she needs in order for her love tank to be filled and not worry about the flesh and what type of rest I'm going to get because God will fill me for honoring her. Talk time is very important for relationships. Okay, I'm learning that. Boy, you, well, men, we can think we got it all together. We can think we got it all together. And God sends that woman, that rib, to clean us up, boy, I tell you. But it's not through control. The woman helps clean the man up through honor and respect. So honor your man. Respect your man in his madness. There's a great story about a woman in the Bible. It's in one of the stories about uh, King David, how her husband was just mad. Man, basically denied the most ferocious king in history. Yep. yep. And she, like, the dude was, David was like, man, we need a place. And the king was like, nah, bro, like, can't come in my area. And David was like, all right, I'm just going to slay this dude. Yeah. Like, no joke, he was going to slay him. And then the woman came to David at night and was like, please excuse my husband. Basically, like, he's mad. Yeah. And, man, he, sp he spared that entire, because David was going to come through like a fury yeah. and, and, and wipe him out. But the woman honored her husband and said, it's going to be okay with this guy. Please don't kill us. And she put her husband, even though he's in madness, she still wanted to protect the kingdom, the home. And the truth is, women, are we protecting our homes? 
Are we praying for our men? Are we at the door? Not allowing deception to step in. That's why it's so important for women to pray. But that's a good story because David was a savage. If y'all like a manly man, hey, David, hey, David's your dude. That's my guy. Because he was a praise man. And no matter what type of mess he got in, he always praised God. He always praised God and he focused his mind on Christ, which is true repentance. And even though he kept messing up, nobody's perfect. And he didn't, he, he was in the law. He wasn't even in grace. Think if he was in grace, think about what God really would have done in his life. But he was there to show us an example of how great men and women of God could not fulfill the law. And that's why Christ came. That's what all the patriots were for. They all stumbled in some type of area. And that's what showed, even if they had the Holy Spirit upon them, they still couldn't do it in their own strength. Had to be someone pure, straight from heaven. Honor him in your gift. Oh, oh, let me get to this. See that none of you repays another with evil for evil, but always aim to show kindness and seek to do good to one another and to everybody. Be happy in your faith and rejoice and be glad-hearted continually always. Be unceasing in prayer. Pray perseveringly. But thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstance may be, be thankful and give thanks, for this is the will of God for you, who are in Christ Jesus, the revealer and meditator or mediator of that will. Continuously pray. Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstance. All right. Evaluate that soul. Have I been thankful and everything. I don't even care what the situation is. When that first trial or that first test stepped into your face, you say, Lord, I'm going to thank you for this right now. And as you take your first step in it, and God's testing your love for him, have you said, Lord, I'm going to thank you. And as you keep walking through it, and all hell is breaking loose in your light, and you're saying, this cannot be God. Lord, I'm thanking you for this right now. Have we done that? What God is doing, he's bringing us to such a high level in him. We cannot hold on to this old dude, this old woman. Uh, there's a prophet that <laughs> he's coming. It says, man, this dude, is, it's funny because I just read his website. It says, it's be something or be devoured. What is it? It's an email I just sent it. It's be something or be devoured. But basically it's saying, don't be stagnant in Christ. Don't go through the motions. As you're in that trial, thank God and try to see things from God's perspective. Because if you don't, you will be devoured by that circumstance. You will be devoured by the influence of the enemy and you'll catch yourself in a, uh, what we like to call a, your stinking thinking or a demonic influence, which is a demonic pattern of thinking or a demonic pattern of doing things. Well, you can't seem to get yourself out of it. Just as you get one step of freedom, it comes back on. You don't understand why you can't break free of these actions or these thoughts. And it says, honor him and your serving. We all have a place that where we can serve in this house or wherever church you go to or even at home or at work. How can you serve God? Tori got an awesome revelation about what work is, and it blew my mind. But I just want to talk about putting God first in whatever you do. Whether I'm talking to Tori, my putting God first, whether I'm cleaning this building here, um, 
whether I'm working for somebody. Put God first. And when you have to serve somebody, serve with the heart of a king and rule with the heart of a servant. Is that it? Praise the Lord. See, when you get in Christ, boy, I'm telling you, my mind used to be all over the place. I was sporadic. I can sit down and listen and retain information supernaturally. It's the wildest thing. And I already had that gift from birth. But it got prostituted for Satan's game. So what my mind would do, it would capture things that I didn't need to capture. And I would meditate on those things. And then when it didn't entertain me anymore, I would jump for the next thing and to the next thing. You know those things where people talk about ADHD and ADD? That's exactly what it is. See, the office of the evangelist has to be able to look at each person in the room. And I need to go speak to this person and then be able to jump right to that person and hear something completely different from God. That's the way it works. I need to be able to go pray for somebody's leg to be straightened out and then go pray for somebody's heart to be healed. It's like that. It's not to be, okay, I see this woman right here. Oh, that's a red car over here. You see what I mean? It's not to be entertained. It's to be sanctified to do God's will, which is to help those be redeemed, that none should be perished, that all should come to repentance. And I tell you, people will start repenting when they see legs being grown out. And when people start walking out of getting out of wheelchairs, they will. You see them falling on their knees. I don't care if they're believers or they're not. They will. I don't care where you are. You see somebody come out of a wheelchair that has like tiny legs walking or running. It'll change your life forever. All right, number five. Do not remember your past. All right, we gotta hurry up. Can you give me Isaiah 43, 18, please? Do not remember your past. There are things that we've done in our past that we should have let go. There are things we did 10 minutes ago we need to let go. Okay? Do not earnestly remember the former things, neither consider the things of the old. Okay? We're going to go into this thing where we're going to change our mind. We're going to completely get rid of the old things. And once you do that, you can no longer go back. Ever. Okay, those are actions, those are thoughts, and those are words spoken. Okay, we all know what we've done in our past. Okay, Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm gonna ask you to go ahead and start shining a light on this soul, on these souls. I'm asking you to give them a way out tonight, in Jesus' name. The word says on here it says, "Let go of soul ties with medication." We have awesome testimonies how God uh, released people of medication. Abuse, we're cutting soul ties with these things. Abuse, things, places, people, people, people. You know, we have a soul tie before marriage with every person we've had intimacy with. Sex before marriage. We have a soul tie. We're connected to their soul. And as a woman, you're connected to a man's head. So if you slept with five guys over here, you have five heads. So when this one, if you're not married, you haven't been sanctified to God. This one head could be thinking suicide and then affecting you. This one head can be thinking perversion and you want to go out and be with other men or whatever else you want to be with. It could be thinking thief. You know, you could be a thief, whatever it is. Those are your heads. If you get under God, he'll cleanse you of those things. All you really, man, I have questions. 
there's two different type of questions. There's questions of doubt and there's, there's questions for the edification of the soul. Questions of doubt is like, where am I going in life? You know, why are things changing? Those are coming from Satan. And you have questions of edif- edification of the soul. That's for growth in God. So anytime I can get any alone time with my leaders, Lee, Gene, Carrie, anybody, these questions start coming up out of me. I said, Lord, how can somebody, and I'm the first one, I've, I've been with enough people. How do I not allow the effects of my soul tie to affect the current relationship I'm in? Okay? There's, there's a couple things you need to do. You need to renounce any relationship that you've had with anybody outside of marriage. Okay? That's the first thing. That's like changing your mind. Renounce it. That means you have to speak it with your mouth. Lord, I renounce this relationship with this person, with that person, with this person. And then you go through sanctification. We got an excellent packet on sanctification. I suggest everybody get it. And in that packet, it take you to this thing where you sanctify yourself unto God. And in that, you're no longer in works. You're in God's grace. And God's going to supernaturally change you. And after that, um, you receive your healing. And what happened, how it was for me and Tori, and I'm not saying this is the only way to be done. This is just what I received when I asked the question. Oh, and it's the anointing. It's the anointing on a man of God or a woman of God's life when they pray for you to break those soul ties because some of those soul ties are hard to break. And you, you guys know that? You've been in a relationship a year and, you know, y'all been fornicating. It's hard to let that person go. You're connected to that person. Um, but it's the anointing that breaks those jokes too. But what it was for me and Tori, um, we sanctified ourselves. We went through the action of celibacy. And I got sanctified under God over here. And Tori did her thing over here. And when the union came back together, through the consummation of the marriage, we were purified because God was in it. God was first. If you came to the wedding, you saw how God was first. So all you got to do is really put God first and acknowledge him in all things and really ask that God cleanse you. He'll cleanse you. Sometimes we don't even know why we're having all these thoughts in our soul. We don't know why these thoughts are coming from. It's through the connection of soul ties. Soul ties can come from things you watch to... um, Things you eat, all these different things. Okay, we're on people. Let go of the soul ties with fears, worry, anger, hurt, unforgiveness, shame, and rejection. And we're going to get a little bit something more. All right. Hope y'all are getting this. Because God is going to break everything off tonight if you choose. Isaiah 43, 19, please. These are the five things to get get into your heart to prepare you for the new season. It says, behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it and know it? And will you not give heed to it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. In order to even get access to the new thing, you have to let go of the old thing. It says, now it springs forth. So the moment you step out of the old way of thinking, now it can spring forth. And it says, do you not perceive it? Are you still blinded by the things of the past? If you're not, your eyes are open to see what God is doing. And know it, and will you not give heed to you? Will you not follow what he is showing you? And then he was saying, even though you see it, it may be hard to get there. 
But he says, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. He's going to provide it. He's going to make a way. All right. As soon as you forget what happened and don't keep going over old history, the new thing springs forth. We can't keep replaying how that person hurt me, how that person lied to me. Um, We're going to get kind of real. The molestation that happened to me as a child, the rape that happened to me when I was drunk, how my parents abandoned me. That's pretty harsh. We got to let that go because God is willing to do a new thing. And that new thing is going to cover everything that ever happened to you in your past. And it's not to cover it up so you don't remember. But so when you think about it, it doesn't have control of the soul. And then when you speak it, you can, leave, you can help release somebody else out of bondage. It is in your wilderness that the new thing will spring forth. It is in your desert that your new thing will spring forth. If you aren't doing these five things, you won't even know it. All right, recap. Evaluate yourself. Are you solid in faith? And are you self-examining yourself? Or are you under self-examination? Are you changing your heart? Are you changing your mind? Are you in repentance? If you are, bring forth the fruit that is consistent. Excuse me. With your changed soul. Bring forth the fruit that are consistent with your changed soul. Don't say, don't think one way and say and act and do another. Be with what you think. Be with what you say, which is God's word, God's will. Be in the will of God. Commit your soul to him by being kind to people, by being happy, by praying and always giving thanks. Let go of your past. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep on going over old history. Don't keep saying, well, this is why I'm like this, because of what happened when I was a child. Don't keep, you know, this is why I don't trust men. This is why I don't trust women, because of what happened in the old relationship. Let that go. All right. Enter into your new season where God is working and not us. Okay, how many people have experienced God working on their behalf? It's supernatural. Okay, how many people know what it is to work on their own behalf? It is way, it is the worst. It's not the worst, but it's not God's best. God wants to work on our behalf. And it says, in this glory season, which is October, November, December, enter into the supernatural. Enter into God's strength and not your own strength. This should motivate you because there's some desires that people have, whether it's financial, whether it's relationship, whether it's freedom of the soul, whatever it is. God's going to do it supernaturally if we keep walking this out according to his order. Okay, so let's go back to the chart real quick. All right, general time where nothing supernatural is happening. Natural things are happening is January, February, March, which is our death season, which ends on Thursday. And then we have April, May, June, where we're going to bury those things and never go back to them. And then we have July, August, and September, where we're going to be resting in God. We're going to be being changed in our mindset. We're going to keep that new, renewed mind. And October, November, December is the resurrection, where the new thing is bringing forth, and we won't do it. God's going to do it. And for this house, the word was spoken, 
that there was going to be such an influx, there's going to be such a glory with the income of money into this place. And everybody has desires. I don't know what your desire is when it's finances, but God's going to do it by the end of this year. And it's going to be like nothing we've ever experienced before. All right, quick notes. Jesus was in, 30, was in time for 30 years, death, burial, and rest. And his season was three and a half years. In three and a half years, Jesus was in his glory season and changed the whole world around him. Whereas he was in time for 30 where nothing supernatural was really happening. When he stepped into his glory season, our glory season is October, November, December. Jesus changed the entire world. We'll be able to change the world as we know it in our life and other people's lives in that glory season. Okay? In three months. I'm excited to see what that's going to be. It'd be something that we've never experienced. I've experienced a lot. I've experienced a lot in God. I'm 27, but I've seen God's grace and his mercy operate in my life. I'm ready to see the supernatural overabundance of God. Okay, he entered into the supernatural, not in his own strength. Your new season will not be in your own strength. All right, sweet, we're good. I got, can you give me Isaiah 48, 6 and 7 in the New International Version? I want to read this real quick. I was meditating, I was listening to, early in the morning, there's a guy that reads out scriptures on like an audio track. And, um. It was the second scripture he ran in it. It jumped out at me, and I had to hear it over and over again. This is what the word says. It says, you have heard these things. Look at them. Will you not admit them? From now on, I will tell you of new things, of hidden things unknown to you. They are created now and not long ago. You have not heard of them before today, so you cannot say, yes, I knew of them. And this glory season... We're hearing these things, death, burial, resurrection. We're looking at them and we must admit what we must let go, how we must bury it and how we must rest in God. And after that, he says, from now on, after this new season, he's going to tell you new things, things that are hidden and unknown to you. And they are created now. They weren't created before. They are created now for you. And not long ago, and you have not heard of them before today. God hasn't even spoken it to you. Their desires, the word, oh, it's so awesome. It says, delight yourself in the Lord. And then Amplified, it says, and he will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. There is stuff in our heart we don't even know we want. There are things we don't even know that we have desires for. And it says, you have not heard them. So you cannot say, yes, I knew them. When we step into this, this, this last quarter, it's going to be surprise after surprise after surprise after surprise. We're going to be in such awe and shock of God. We'll never be able to deny him. And the people in our lives that have been watching for the last couple of years or the last couple of months, they won't be able to deny God either. They're going to want to get a taste. That's what they're going to want to do. And that's how God draws them, through jealousy and envy. They say, I've been watching Mamie over here. You know, she says she got God. She's a new person, but I don't really see no changes in her life. She stepped into that glory season. The manifestation of everything that we've labored, everything that we've sown in the spirit is going to come forth. And those people that only recognize peace in the soul, but maybe not peace in our, our world or in our circumstances, they're going to see it manifest. Peace, 
They're going to see the material things manifest. And they're going to say, oh, my gosh, she wasn't wrong. She wasn't lying. Oh, I need to hear about this God. But I don't want to because I'm jealous. I didn't told her she was wrong. You know how many people told me I was wrong? How many people told me I was crazy? You start following God with your whole heart, you are going to be crazy to the world. They're not going to get you. But in that, God uses those, those foolish things to confound the wise. So everything Mamie went through the last two years, there's going to be a manifestation of God's glory in her life to draw the jealousy, draw the people that are jealous, people that were envious of the peace she had in her soul. And he's going to draw them to that, and they're going to get a higher and greater revelation of who God is. All right, we got seven. We got a few minutes. All right, let's go back to the chart real quick. And then we're going to jump into this exercise. So January, February, March, death. Two days, today and tomorrow. Holy Spirit, I'm asking to shine a light on these souls. There are hidden things in their soul that are causing them not to progress in God. Cause it to come to light. And as I'm saying these things, you probably already got some things you need to let go of. In your mind, as I was teaching, you probably got some things, some people, some fears, some anxieties. Let it all come out tonight. Let it all come out. Because if you really want to see the fullness of God's glory in that season, you can't have nothing from your past. All right. You have burial in the second quarter. Okay, let's go back. <laughs> January, February, March. Death says crucify. Anger. We crucified all these things up here. So by the end of the service, if you need, and I highly suggest, get a piece of paper, get a nail, and write on that thing and nail this stuff to the cross. Anger, bitterness, shame, guilt, condemnation, desires. Um, the Lord always put this stuff in my heart too, pornography. Watching it, uh, acting while watching it, the thought of it, anything associated with it. Abortion. There are some of us in here that have committed abortion. Okay? The actual killing of a fetus in your body. And that has hurt us internally. And God wants you to get rid of it. Okay? Sexual morality. Sexual morality. Real quick. Sex before marriage, which is fornication. Adultery. Having sex with somebody who is married and is not your spouse. Um... And homosexual acts committed, sodomy, anything lustful, anything that fulfills the desires of the flesh sexually, okay? So let's go over it again. We're going to renounce, put to death, crucify, and disown anger, bitterness, shame, guilt, condemnation, perversion, frustration, worry, fears, um, whatever marriage issues or the wanting to be married. Um, pornography and abortion, God kept bringing that to my soul. Abortion. Really examine yourself. And abortion can also be God telling you what is will for your life and you just not doing it. Aborting his process, okay? Because God has called a lot of us many times and we run from it, okay? So we're talking about the actual killing of a baby. We're talking about aborting God's plan for our life. Sexual morality uh, which is sex before marriage and adultery. 
which is in the mind first, folks, which is still wrong. And then you got homosexual acts committed. Any homosexual acts committed, you need to renounce those things. Whether that's kissing the same sex, fornicating with it, any of that stuff, renounce it. And then uh, sodomy, which is sex in areas it shouldn't be. All right. All right. I was going to this. All right, I want you all to write this down. I'm going to give you these five steps God gave me. It's called the steps to forgive. Okay? Steps to forgive. This could be forgiving yourself, forgiving another person, or forgiving God. Okay? All right, here we go. Number one, which can sometimes be the hardest to do. You have to make the decision to forgive. Can you give me Matthew 18, 35, please? We're almost done. But this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or your sister from your heart. Okay. And this verse, the verse before that was talking about a man who didn't forgive. And basically all hell came on their life. Okay. It's not even being able to enter into God's kingdom if you don't forgive. Okay. Make the decision to forgive. God says he can't forgive you if you won't forgive first. Okay. And then you see, number two, this is where it really got me because now you're doing self-analyzation. You need to make a list of all people in all situations that have hurt you. All of them. Now we have main ones. I'm not saying you have to do it all right now, but make sure you are conscious for the next two days. God, bring it to light. Okay. Make a list of all people and situations that have hurt you. Okay. There's no pride in that. Let it go. People have hurt you. Yes. People have done some really bad things, but God is greater. And he's going to show you how great he is when you do this. Okay? Number three, repent for not forgiving from your heart. And this is what I was talking about. I repented from my mouth. I mean, I, I forgave from my, my mouth, but I, haven't, I didn't change my thought process on the forgiveness. It didn't cause me to go into repentance. So when the thought came, I still dwelt on it. So I said I forgave, but when the thought came, I, I, I meditated on it which caused me to act a certain way. If I let it go, I'm acting differently. I'm loving. If, I'm, if I'm, I'm loving the person, if I forgave them and now holding it against them in soul, word or action. Okay. Number four, give me James five sixteen, bro. Express your pardon or your forgiveness verbally. This is to God first. Okay. Express your pardon verbally. This is to God first. It says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Okay, we need to go to God first. Release it to God. And then if God puts it on your heart, on your spirit, man, to go in, talk to that person or forgive that person mouth to mouth, then you do it. But we're focusing on God right now. Okay, so verbally with your mouth, 
Speak it out. Speak that forgiveness, that party. And what I did was I read everything on my list out loud and I gave everything on that list individually. Like I said, God, I, I'll forgive this person or help me forgive or this is what I want to forgive this person for, for each check mark. Okay. I said the forgiveness part to each one. I didn't say, God, um, I want to forgive a person for ABCDEFG. No, I said it for everyone out loud. Okay. And number five, renounce disown every spirit of resentment, bitterness, hate, and of unforgiveness. Renounce every spirit of resentment, bitterness, hate, and the spirit of unforgiveness. So I got these songs I don't really know how fast they are, um, but I think it goes to some things about the soul and how we feel about God sometimes or the circumstances, situations that's going on in our lives, in our mind. So take this list, take the notes that you have in your teaching, all this stuff, anger, bitterness, shame, guilt, condemnation, renounce those things, put to death those things. You have two days. But while wait, just get it done tonight. And then God may bring something to you later. Um, but right now, I want to exercise that. I want to play these three songs. It may be altogether 12 minutes. That may be it. Um, but do that. And we're going to allow, if you want, and like I said, I highly suggest, don't be too good to miss your opportunity to put faith in action. Okay? Because like I said, you have two days left. And really, this day is over. Okay? So we got pencils, got no card, we got nails, and we got a hammer. Find a spot, drive it in there. You can do it now. You can do it right after service. But sit here, meditate, ask God to shine that light, and ask the angels, because we all have angels when we get born again, to guard your gates, because the spirit of pride is going to try to arise in you. And saying, I don't have that. And God's been trying to heal you from that for years. Okay? So release your angels. Command them. Protect my gates. Guard these gates. Don't let anything that's not of you get in. So if you want, I say just listen to the songs. Come up here if you want. Renounce it out loud. Um, don't be ashamed. Probably done way worse than everybody in here. No joke. And I'm, I'm quite open about it. You know? So exercise that and we'll be done in probably 10 minutes. You got any questions, anything you want to this come talk to me, Tori about where I'm here. Okay. Well, right now it's between you and God and allow God to do a work. I say, if you really follow this, you're going to experience freedom. Okay. And faith is believing even when you don't see it. So you may not even see the manifestation of it instantly, but you have to believe it happened. Okay? Let me hit these lights. I'll be in the back. Just everybody focus. If you need to, you know, spread out or separate, go ahead and do that. Talk to God, man, and don't be ashamed. Don't be worried about what somebody's thinking that's next to you or anything like that. Man, this is between you and God right now. I'm hoping these stones are right from heaven because I heard them earlier this morning. 